At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we can. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal. My name is Tim. I'm a conservative. Thank you so much for joining us. Please check out our website at libcon.podbean.com. Find us on Twitter. I'm at libconmatt. Tim is at libcontim. Buy Tim's book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. And check out the trailer from my production company's new movie. It's at sphereofinfluencemovie.com. Uh, well, we're just going to talk about it. Trump that's wins. That's 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 it. Hashtag Team Trump. And everybody know what happened. We don't need to recount any of it for you. So we're just we're 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 just gonna talk about it. So how we're feeling, what we got. See if we can. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we don't need to. We're not. Ain't nobody gonna get angry, and ain't nobody gonna. You know, we're we'll. You know, we're just like I say. We're gonna we're we're gonna talk about it. So uh, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm I'm excited. Um, fascinated. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, my party didn't just take the White House. We we took over the country. I mean, we've got majorities in every branch of the federal government. We've got thirty what thirty one governorships now, and heaven only knows how many state congresses we um, we control. Um, Kentucky thirty five governorships. Oh, 35. Sorry. Heavens. You know, in, in Kentucky, we've taken over every branch as well. We took over the house for the first time in 75 years. So it's a interesting, exciting time to be a Republican, especially considering that, you know, four days ago, everyone was talking about the death of the Republican Party and the splitting up of the conservative movement. And suddenly it's the Democrats who are looking a little rudderless at the moment. So, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, um, I, uh, I, I had my, I, I had, I had my, my day yesterday on uh, Wednesday of just kind of shutting things down and, you know, wrapping myself in some good old fashioned liberal fucking media, um, and hanging out and, and, you know, and, and just trying to kind of sit and kick back with it and whatever. And you know, this is not, uh, you know, this isn't about this. This isn't, it's, it's, it is an interesting time. I'll give you that. Um, this is not, I don't think this is a time to be proud of the Republican party. Um, I'm a little surprised you'd put it that way. Um, but I, because I, I think the Republican party, frankly, has a, a fuck ton to be ashamed of. Um, and the fact that they're not is one of the re- the real things that bothers me about this. the, the, that Donald Trump in and of himself is just a cartoon, um, you know, but, uh, the, the people that really scare me are the, the, are the, the other people that are, are now suddenly emboldened by their, the amount of childish behavior they've shown by the last eight years. So that's, that's disappointing. Um, but you know, the, 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 the thing that, that I, the decision that I've come to is that I, the first then the first and most important thing that I've decided is that this, the, why this is an interesting time for somebody like me is that what I have really been bothered by over the last eight years. And the reason that there is no way that, and certainly not now that I will ever really strongly, it's going to take a big swing for me to really start strongly considering Republican candidates again, uh, has been the utter lack of respect shown to, President Obama and the the people uh, in charge and to liberals in general. And, you know, that's been the thing that's bothered me the most. It's time for me to put my money where my mouth is. So here it is. I, you know, Donald Trump's president. I'm not questioning the legitimacy of that. Uh, And I, I, I do not hope he fails. I hope he does well, because when he does well, the country does well. Uh, I hope he's able to, you know, he, he gave a decent concession speech the other night that was, or not concession, but acceptance speech the other night that I thought was okay. Um, not really encouraged by some of the things that I've seen today. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I, he deserves every chance. He won. Good for them. 
I know a lot of people that I love that, that, that are, are really happy today. I'm happy that you're happy. Um, you know, um, but I, you know, I'm, I, I would not have been dancing on Donald Trump's grave and I, I don't necessarily appreciate some of the dancing on Obama's grave that's going on, but you know, I just, I'm, I'm trying to be the bigger person here and, and say, okay, you know what, this is the guy. So let's let him do his thing and surprise me, you know, maybe you will. I don't know. I'm sorry. What, what, what dancing, what dancing on Obama's grave have you seen? For most part, what I've seen from Republicans has been fairly gracious and led primarily by Trump. Uh, I was very encouraged by some of what I saw today with, uh, you know, after Trump and Obama met and the way that Trump talked about Obama as a very good man and he appreciated his counsel and uh, looked forward to taking advantage of his counsel in times to come. Um, he was very, Obama, or Trump was very gracious towards Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, I, I don't well, see but again, what, that's, what there that's, is to be upset about. That's Trump. And Trump is not, Trump to me is a different sort of thing. Again, then we come back to the people that really bother me, you know, which is people like Mitch McConnell uh, and Paul Ryan. Um, what did and, they say? Uh, well, that they're just ready to go back and start repealing Obamacare and overruling executive orders and, uh, you know, wiping out the last eight years, uh, you know. Um, and there's been a lot of other smaller things that are not that are, are just not good, you know, optically right now, um, you know, that 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 do make me nervous. The fact that you had someone like David Duke come out and, and make a statement about how, uh, you know, this was a great day for, quote, his people. Um, and that we're having a, a victory parade from the Klan here in North Carolina, uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, uh, some of the graffiti that I've seen around, uh, the response from Trump himself tonight about the protests that are going on, which are, you know, perfectly, all of this is perfectly legal and perfectly fine, just like the protests that are going on. And Trump's speech tonight was that these are, uh, Trump jumped back on Twitter tonight and, uh, said that we just had a fair and uh, a, a good and fair election and that these were uh, paid protesters who were being very unfair. <laughs> so we're back off to the races with the Twitter account again. Um, you know, uh, but again, uh, so there, there has been some victory dancing for, in other quarters um, that, uh, you know, that, that I'm, I'm not crazy about, but um you know, and that's, you know, and that's fine. You know, I mean, they, they've, they've, they've won, you know, they won and I, I get that. Uh, but you know, Trump's got a big job ahead of him and he's got, you know, his, 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 his approval rating is not exactly through the roof going in, you know, like something like 60% of people, even the ones that voted for him don't necessarily trust him. And he still lost the popular vote. Um, you know, and again, as much as Republicans want to talk about this great majority that they're building, I would point out that in a national presidential election, Republicans have actually won the popular vote one time since 1988. So, you know, careful. Because of what I'm hoping is that this will embolden liberals. Uh, and that's, that's what needs to happen. A lot of this anger that's out there, I get it. I really do. But it's not going to get us anywhere. You guys have got to calm down. Stop talking about the Calif Cali exit stuff or whatever it is that's going on. How you're going to move to Canada? You don't get all mad. Whatever. You know what? Take a break. Turn off CNN. Turn off Rachel Maddow. Hell, turn us off. Go home. Hug your kids. Hug your man. Hug your lady. Whatever. Take a break. Have a Karate Kid marathon. Whatever you need to do. But then when you when you come back, don't get mad. Get involved. Because there's ways to fix this thing. It's going to be tough, but we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's, I mean, I haven't seen, you know, some of the things that, that you're talking about as far as victory dancing. The only one that I've seen that I was deeply disappointed by, but, you know, sadly not surprised was uh, Matt Bevin, the, the governor of Kentucky and his response to, Stumbo, the Speaker of the House for Kentucky, getting getting um, voted out of office um, 
you know, rather than showing some class and saying, you know, something along the lines of thanking Stumbo for his 30 years of service, you know, despite their differences that he's had, <laughs> I, I believe his phrase was good riddance, uh, which. Well, Bevan doesn't would, have any class. I was mean, highly we've... disappointing. <laughs> why? Well, why was uh, that surprising? That's like, well, I didn't say surprising. I said disappointing. I mean, it, and, and it is, you know. you know, like I'm in, as, as I've been happy and impressed by, um, Trump's responses so far, uh, I've been disappointed. I was very disappointed by, by Bevan. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing for me so far is, you know, yes. And, and I've said this often, you know, that I've, I've greatly disliked and greatly disapproved of the way the Republican party has behaved during Trump's presidency or during Obama's presidency. Don't um, do that. Don't I, confuse them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, he has not, he was not given a chance. It was not true with respect the Republican party, uh, has not made any attempts, uh, from at least from what I've seen to really try to work with them and, and come together with them as the president. Uh, and Democrats have talked ad nauseum like me, uh, about how we need to be in a, the Republicans need to be an effective opposition party. They need to work with people. They need to do all these things. And, um, the moment that the shoe was on the other foot, I have seen nothing but the exact same behavior out of the vast majority of liberals. Now, I mean, you know, with all the class that I would have, you know, have come to expect and seen and loved about Obama, he he has been nothing but class in all of this. Hillary Clinton, same, has been nothing but class in all of this. Um, but it's it's not going to do any good if. Um, you know, this, this is liberal, this is liberal's chance to show just how much of it, how, how bad of jackasses the Republican party, uh, was for the last eight years by showing what an effective opposition party looks like. Um, and I, I hope yeah, that it comes through. And, you know? and that's and that that's more my point is is why I'm really bothered by a lot of this is that that now see, the problem is, is that now they're going to look at this McConnell and all of his cronies are going to look at this like this worked we won stop blockading the supreme court for the last eight months work eight months worked stonewalling everything for the last six years worked so great that's our tactic going forward and now democrats can look at the last six years and go that worked for them great so that's what we're gonna do and that's that's not what i want you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to see that, you know, that's, uh, you know, and that's, that's, re- that's what bothers me about where we are now is that this, you know, now all of a sudden the Republican party behaved this way for the last six years and we re- we reward them by giving them all of this. But there are a few points that I would make about this supposed massive majority that Republicans have one, first of all, and why, and the, all of the liberal panic that's going on, because believe me, the liberal panic out there is incredible. And again, guys, we're, Stop. Okay? Seriously, calm down. Yes, it's 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 it it looks bad. A lot of the and the optics of this are terrible, I'll give you. And there's a lot of this that, that is really concerning, but at the same time, it is not the end of the world. And I'm saying that in the same tone that I said to all of my conservative friends that were running around going, blah, socialism and blah, Obama and moved to Canada and it's going to take away my guns. And next thing I know, you know, government's going to be all up in my butt and whatever. And you know what? And now all the liberals are running around going, oh, my God, fascism and Trump's going to be all up in my butt. No, no, just chill. And. The reason is, is that, you know, everybody's talking about how dead the Democratic Party is. The Democratic Party just won the popular election. They might not have won the electoral vote, but the electoral college, but they won the popular vote. They got more votes out. Uh, it wasn't enough, but they still got more. The Republican majorities right now are nowhere near the majorities that Democrats won eight years ago. Democrats almost won a supermajority in 2008, which means that they very nearly were filibuster-proof. I think they were filibuster-proof. Didn't they get to 60 for a little while? I felt like they did for a little bit, yeah. I think they may have. And they had majorities, in the, and that was, that was eight years ago. 
Okay, it was not that long ago. We're not talking about World War II the last time this happened. So, and all the governorships had shifted towards Democrats. They shifted back to the Republicans while there was a Democrat in office. Frankly, that's kind of normal. Everybody's panicking about the polls and all this other stuff. And yeah, okay, polling is as a business is probably a little bit in trouble, in part because of cell phones. <laughs> you know, because it just doesn't work the same way that it used to. And uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, this is honestly Hillary Clinton winning and the incumbent party winning a third term would have been against the norm. It doesn't usually happen that way. So, you know, again, I, I mean, that's happened. What? I mean, you've got Roosevelt, which was weird, uh, followed by Truman. OK, but, you know, the, the Truman only made it the one full elected term uh, in 48. And then he was ousted by Eisenhower. Uh, and then you had Bush following on the heels of Reagan because he was running against Dukakis. Dukakis was beating the crap out of him until he pulled that crap in the tank and, you know, said the thing about his wife at the debate. And oh, it was just bad. But in some cases, this is in a lot of cases, this is normal. This is the way American politics go. And if liberals will just calm the fuck down, look at what actually went wrong this time and work, we can make gains in, in two years. You know, if Trump can go in and erase everything that Obama did, we can go back and we can erase everything that Trump did. So relax. Well, and, and hopefully not. You know, I mean, obviously my hope is that we'll, 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 we won't make the same, uh, I don't know if I want to say mistakes that Obama made, but we won't, uh, hopefully as we move forward and we're, we're working on these laws, we won't do the, the victory dances that I feel like uh, Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi did and move forward on bills without at least some support from Democrats, you know, without at least some effort to find ways that we can meet some of their, their needs and desires um, just because we, we feel like we can. Um, now, we don't have a filibuster-proof majority, so that will that will help. Um so I, I'm, I'm hoping it that it, it won't that be Democrats a matter are gonna have of to that pick their in a couple of yeah. years that you guys will want to erase everything that's been done. Because hopefully we'll do some things at least that everybody likes, you know. And, and I've said I've said over and over again, I don't mind building a wall. You know, this probably wouldn't be my first choice, but I, I'm OK with that as long as it is. Uh, one, not done out of out of bigotry, which um I am very hopeful that uh, Trump was honest, you know, when he would, would one, talk about, you know, the, the dangers of uh, criminal illegal aliens. But he, he does, you know, he has in general followed those sorts of statements up with talking about the, the very good, hardworking immigrants that have come in. Uh, that, and those statements just generally tend to get drowned out and not covered by, by the media. So hopefully, you know, all of that was true and that we can look forward to um, a wall, yes, but also a much more streamlined and effective immigration policy. Um, you know, it, it would be very difficult for us to actually pull off a complete repealing of Obamacare. I, I think what's much more likely is that we'll see uh, some very significant adjustments, which even Clinton and Obama agree. You know, there are adjustments that need to be made. Um, you know, I, and I, and I would point out that some of the some of the things that Trump has said that he wants to fix are things that I agree with. Right. You know, even like even the, more like, like agreeing like on glass down pulling down the 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 lines of, of selling across state lines to open up competition it makes a lot of sense to me honestly mm -hmm. that's what Obama wanted to do mm -hmm. um, and Trump himself has pointed that out on a number of occasions so you know these are you know this is still a very populist sort of thing you know the point has been made that you know uh, and this is why I say to me the people that really worry me now are McConnell and to a lesser extent Ryan because I, I wonder if Ryan's days are numbered um, are the people that he's going to surround himself with and then people like Ryan and McConnell because they see this as carte blanche 
And I don't know what their idea of carte blanche is, but I saw what Reed and Pelosi's idea of carte blanche was, and I wasn't crazy about it. So if I wasn't crazy about their idea of carte blanche, then I really wonder what I'm going to see out of McConnell's idea of carte blanche. And I think, well, I'm, you know, I, sorry. I, 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 my only dislike of Ryan was his unwillingness to, you know, stand up, stand up to stand up to Trump. Um, you know, I, I like most of Ryan's ideas. You know, I, I agree with the majority of things that he's laid out in, in a better way. And a lot of this is going to come down to how it's presented. You know, do we stress that, look, we're trying to address poverty um, in, in the long term sense? You know, we, we want to fix poverty not by simply getting more people on the government dole, but on actually finding ways to help people get out of poverty and no longer need government assistance. Um, you know, no, obviously there's going to be aspects to things that we're just not going to agree on, you know, as far as, you know, I, I know the Republican party's dislike of the EPA is not going to go over well with most, with most Democrats. Um, but for example, in Eastern Kentucky, if, you know, if, if, boosting the coal industry can help that economy kickstart itself then then okay i can i can i can get behind that as long as this is met also by finding ways to help eastern kentucky to diversify its economy um you know we we, we want to get areas like that away from being a, a one you know sort of a one-trick pony economy uh and trump puts forth a lot of Good ideas along those lines. You know, he's very big on infrastructure. He talks about this constantly. So I, I think I think there's a lot of good things that can come from a Trump presidency. Obviously, he wasn't my first choice. Um, but as you said, I think it's very important for us to give him a chance to lead and give him our support. And 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 again, I want to make that clear. And if I haven't, if I have not made that clear. That's that that is that is that is precisely what I intend to do. I have my concerns and I will voice those concerns. But, uh, you know, and I've seen I, you're right. I saw some of the same stuff you did. I was encouraged by some of what I saw. Again, nothing but class out of the Obamas, nothing but class out of the Clintons. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, there have been some things that, that do concern me. And, and, you know, a lot of this has to do with the people that he will surround himself with. Um, you know, and I just, please, somebody take away his phone, please take away his Twitter account again. That was so nice for a few days. <laughs> Kelly and Conway get, get in there and just be like, look, fucking, you don't have this for four years. All right. That's it. Let it go. Um, you know, you got better things to do than tweet. You're the president. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried a little bit about one of, one of the things that I could say, here's some of the things that I saw today that worried me one a month ago, supposedly now this is, this is a report I read on Politico that a, a month ago, a month ago, the Trump team sort of started to get the idea that maybe they had a shot at this. And so they started trying to really boost up their transition group. And so they went after Republicans, particularly on the national security front that they wanted as part of the transition team. And they got shot down by a lot of people who are very experienced that don't want any part of this. And so let me be the first to say, if you're a smart Republican and you know about national security, don't say no, please say yes. <laughs> okay. Please. If he comes and asks you for help, go fucking help. Cause dude don't know nothing. He really don't. And he needs y'all. We need y'all. Um, please. So there's that. There's the fact that uh, he's talking about somebody like Peter Thiel to run his transition team. There are rumors that he's actually reached out to Steve Bannon from Breitbart to be his chief of staff. Uh, and these are these are not rumors that I'm seeing in the in the the liberal press. These are rumors that I'm seeing in the mainstream press. So I am there is a, there is a I think a very legitimate, very real concern that this that the people he's surrounding himself with could be the. Fox and Friends freak show uh, with Chris Christie and Rudy Giuliani and Sarah Palin and Mike Huckabee and, you know, and Peter Thiel and, and Steve Bannon. This is a concern. 
<laughs> to me. It's a very real concern because I don't, th- those people are nuts. Um, but you know, maybe he is going to go out and try to drain it. But you know, like the, the one thing that he wanted to put out that I, that I thought was a great idea, you know, was, was the term limit thing. And immediately McConnell was asked about that today. And the first words out of his mouth were go, yeah, that's not going to be on our agenda. And I quote, we have term limits. They're called elections. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, so, Mitch. You know, uh, here's, here's how, here's how he'll get my attention. If he really wants to get my attention, one, drop this bullshit about prosecuting Clinton. Do not bring that up again. That's gone. Okay. You don't talk about that. And two, press McConnell and Ryan about the term limit thing. You really want to get my attention. Don't let that drop, fight them on it. And then he'll have my attention. I think, I think that's, that's a very, that's very true. I think those are two, those are two big things. Yeah. One show the same class, you know, that Obama showed with Bush show the same class, the same level of class with Clinton, drop the whole persecute prosecution thing. You won walk away. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, he, he, he made a big point out of term limits and don't just give that up because the, the powers that be in the Senate don't want it. Um, you know, you talked about draining the swamp, fixing that. Well, all right. Well, then let's let's drain the swamp. Let's do it. So yeah, that's that's where it starts. And all of those other proposals that he put forward that were actually good proposals mm-hmm. about getting lobbyists out, banning members of Congress from becoming lobbyists, or or uh, and foreign. Uh, what was it? Was something about foreign uh, leaders? Yeah, you know, I said I think it was already class, a thing, yeah. maybe, but. Uh, you know, all of that stuff about reining in lobbyists, getting term limits on the books, that's crap you're going to get that McConnell will, McConnell will definitely fight you on, you know, because he's a weasel. And Ryan is probably going to fight you on, too. So you stand up to them on that. Then you got my attention. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, that was one of the primary things he got elected on, you know, was this idea of cleaning up Washington. Well, those are the. Clear cut that's, ways that's, that's that you can you do start. it. Yeah. So let's yeah let let's move forward on that. Um, now I'm not going to agree with the idea that you know Giuliani is a crazy and doesn't need to be anywhere near, or that Christie is a crazy and doesn't need to be anywhere. You know, I mean these are these are these are experienced politicians. Um, and while I may not have agreed with everything that they said on the campaign trail, uh, I think there's there's a big difference between the campaign trail and actually governing. So, um, you know, I, I dislike that. I think Giuliani actually said something about not ruling out prosecuting Clinton. So that, that was disappointing. Right exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I, I hope that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to say that those are people who shouldn't be involved. Now, I agree with all, the idea of someone from Breitbart or the idea of Sarah Palin. Like, I mean, come on. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful about all this. And I think that there's. Um, I am ner- I'm a little nervous about all the free trade stuff, but you know, he has said that he likes free trade, but that he's just concerned with the way that some of these deals are set up. So which way is it going to go? You know, if it's just a matter of taking another look at NAFTA and making some adjustments, Hey, it's a 15 year old trade deal. Maybe it's time for a little adjusting. Sure. Um, well, and Trudeau came out today and said that he's willing to talk about renegotiating. Yeah, so that's that's which great. is fine. I mean, you want to renegotiate? Hey, go go get sure. him, Tiger. You, you know, know, I'd have said I'd have said that about Obama too. You know, you want to go renegotiate yeah. those things? Sure, go for it. You know, and, and as far as national security goes, hey, you know, uh, him and Putin, uh, you know, and there's an ancient Vulcan proverb: only Nixon could go to China. So maybe. Maybe maybe I did. Maybe maybe only Trump can go to Russia, you know, and and we're gonna see some improvements there. I, uh, yeah, I I think there is there is definitely reason to be hopeful. Um, and I now I do I do agree with you that just as you know the liberal Democrats definitely need to control and speak up against some of the crazies that we're seeing. Like I mean, you run up Twitter. And there's been an explosion on Twitter of assassination threats against uh, against President-elect Trump, which is terrifying. 
because I, I can't even imagine what this would do to our country if that happened. Oh, um, please. Well, first of all, we'd be stuck with Mike Pence. And second of all, come on. None of these people even have guns. Okay, that's true. Um, but but still, let alone but, know how to shoot them or be sharpshooters. Come on. But hey, I mean, but I mean, it's not. Oh, come on, though. I mean, like we we can't have that. When I mean, we can't have that, no. we certainly can't no. have that. Being you know, have the Democratic leaders looking looking the other way uh, over things like that. Just as we we really can't have the Republican leadership looking the other way. At things like victory parades by the KKK, you know there there should be there should be statements against this, you know, saying that you know that that is not what the Republican Party stands for. And Ryan has said that repeatedly. Ryan Ryan has repeatedly made statements against against any forms of bigotry. Um, and I and I you know and I will I'll tell the media too. Look, give it a rest. He won. Uh, I mean, there there was. An obvious media bias against Trump by the end of it. Earned, perhaps, because Trump definitely set himself up as an enemy for the press. Um, but the, the the doom and gloom that I'm seeing, even even from my, my my beloved economist, I was a little frustrated uh, by by what they put out uh, in their latest issue. Because um, it, it was it was a lot of negativity, and I just. I think it's time for us to all move past that. Well, I would agree, but I don't look, I don't think the media was any more or less, you know what? I, and I'm, I'm calling bullshit again on the media bias thing, you know, because the, first of all, the print media, I think in this election didn't is not getting the props that they deserve. Print media to me made a big comeback in the last 12 months doing the shit that reporters need to do and doing good honest to God, print media things for the most part. The television media was fucking horrible and played right into Trump's hands in every single way. And it needs to just really kind of jump back and check themselves because they were awful. CNN was awful. MSNBC was awful. Fox was awful. They were all awful. There was one, two, and oddly enough, they both came from Fox News and Chris Wallace and Megyn Kelly, I thought were outstanding this year. But everybody else, fuck them. Everybody talks about how the media was so biased and the liberal media was so honest to God against Trump. You know who broke the, the everybody forgets who broke the, the Hillary Clinton email story. It wasn't Fox. It wasn't fucking Breitbart. It was the New York Times. The horrible, failing, liberal, gray lady New York Times broke the entire the biggest story of this election i don't care what you talk to me about it wasn't about trump university it wasn't alfonso curiel it wasn't grab him by the pussy it was it was her email her email told the story of this campaign and a liberal newspaper broke it you had that story because of the new york times so easy you know with how easy a time the media gave hillary clinton you know over this because they didn't give her an easy time and well, again, not, she didn't make it any easier on herself than Trump made it on himself. So, you know, everybody bears some responsibility here. Yeah, but how much how much positive coverage did the did the media give Trump? You know, I mean like the the most recent, I mean just the most recent example jumping out to me is like the the Washington Times, uh, you know, like the conservative sister of the of the Washington Post came out with highlighted a story from what his rally on Sunday, whereas there was someone from the LGBT community there and they were waving their, the, the rainbow flag. And it said like LGBT for Trump, you know, and Trump go he signals to them and brings the flag up. And you know, I, waves I read it that around. story. Yeah. I saw that story and, and talks about the good of the, I saw that story a while ago. Yeah. You know, and that's, out. and that was a huge, you know, and that was huge for a Republican nominee to be doing that. You've never seen anything like that from a Republican nominee. Um, and it got zero coverage. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think there was, and I, I guess I, I'm, I'm just overall just hoping that we can see a little bit more positive from everybody, um, rather than the, rather than the negativity. Now, did Trump bring this on himself? So I'm sure, you know, obviously he was, he was, he ran a lot of negative things, but you know, what? I mean, Hillary Clinton did too. You know, her campaign was very personal against Trump. Uh, 
so I mean, there there was a lot of negativity on both sides, and I I just want to see us try to move past it. I I do. T- you know what? I don't want to try to refight the battle of 2016. I'm done refighting that battle. Yeah. That battle's over with. If there is one good thing that happened this week regarding this election, is that it fucking ended. Yes. And that alone is cause for celebration. Right there. The shit's done. Yeah. And you know, and and again, I've said it before, and I will say it again. I hope that I am wrong. Okay. I don't honestly think that I'm ever going to learn to like Donald Trump. Okay. I doubt seriously that's ever going to happen. Do I ever feel that I'm going to have the same affection for him that I have felt for the Obama family? No, probably not. But that doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't mean that I don't hope he does well. Because this is entirely about our country. You know, you can you can roll your eyes about how Obama's saying what he had to say and is doing, you know, presidential type things. And, and that's just what they do. Pay attention to what the man said, because what the man said was come together, give him a chance. That's and that's what that's what Hillary Clinton said. We've got to give him a chance to do this. He won. And and that's that that to me, it's it, that's that's the end of it. And that is that is exactly what I intend to do. You know, all y'all that are that are that are out there that are really happy right now. Again, I'm happy that you're happy. And, you know, uh, in, enjoy it, uh, please, you know, but let's not forget our responsibilities going forward, which is to give Trump a chance to do it. And if he's not doing it right, vote him out in four years. And if he is doing it right, give him another chance. You know, I mean, I don't know. You know, let's see. But right now we're not even into this yet. So mm-hmm. that's 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 all there is to it. So, I mean. All of the kumbaya yas aside, is there anything that is is there anything that concerns you legitimately aside from the trade thing? Because I know the trade thing bothers you, but uh, does any of that really concern you? I I, I mean, the biggest thing for me is going to be that I, I think this is going to be the, the primary concern for a lot of people is just um you know Trump's personality from and uh, his temper, you know. Uh, he he struggled. He he has struggled with handling personal insults, right? Um, and that was one thing when he was on the campaign trail. It, once you're president, it's a whole nother ball game. Uh, and I I think he senses that. I'm, I'm hoping he senses that. And it's seen from his demeanor since the, since he got elected that he senses that. You know, we've seen a much more somber Trump, uh, particularly wow. today. So sweet aside. Yeah. So, but, and, and so I just hope that he maintains that, you know, um, and that you can't, you can't do the sorts of things that you might've done before because you can't, as a president, you can't get involved in a bunch of petty. He said, she said, you know, you have to, you have to let those things slide. Um, you know, and, and Obama in general did a very good job of that. And I think that, you know, Trump talked about taking his counsel. Well, I think that's definitely a place where he can look to Obama as an example for, for how to handle it when um, when everyone seems to be lashing out at you. So I, that 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 does concern me. Um, the you know the Twitter account does concern me. You know, you can't you you can't lash out at foreign leaders through your Twitter account. You can't lash out against people who speak against you via Twitter or via White House press conference. Um, so that, that that I guess that would be my main concern with 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 Trump, um, but I yeah, it, yeah. it's greatly I'm, overshadowed I'm, by what I hope are a lot of the positives um, because I you know I'm, I'm a Republican I do generally agree with the you know the Republican ideas about how the country should be run so I'm uh, my biggest problem with Bush is that he didn't act like a Republican um, so I'm I'm hoping that this time around that we have control we'll actually do. Republican-esque things. Um, and, and I hope that as we're we're looking at taxes and how to handle this, that we're keeping in mind that for people at the bottom level of the income of incomes, cutting taxes doesn't really do a whole lot for us. Uh, we, you know, and especially I know in Kentucky now they're talking about getting rid of income taxes more and doing more sales taxes. 
And that's exactly the opposite of the sort of things that help the poor because the poor pay more sales taxes. You know, that's because we have to buy stuff. Um, and it, cutting income tax doesn't help because we don't really pay any income tax. So I, I guess I, I, I'm glad that we're hopefully finally going to see legitimate tax reform. But I just hope that they're keeping in mind the way life is for the lower middle class. Well, and I, 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 I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't buy that out of, you know, I. OK, first, let me talk about the, the temperament thing and the, and the temper deal that tonight's tw- and tonight's tonight was a perfect example of that. You know what? There are people, believe it or not. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I whether you know what I can talk all I want about how I believe that this is, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that, that I'm willing to, to put a lot of this crap aside be the bigger person and say, all right, I hope you do a good job. There are a lot of people out there that just aren't there yet. And, 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 and I, I understand that I I do. I'm sorry. And you know, because the fact of the matter is whether, whether the media, whether Trump wants to admit it, whether you want to call it media bias, whether this is what Corey Lewandowski or Kellyanne Conway or Kaylee McEnany or any of those people want to actually admit Trump said some horrible shit out there in the last year. He just did. And there's no getting around that. And some of those people haven't quite let that go. There are going to be a lot of them that won't ever let it go. And, but he has to govern those people now. And right now, a lot of them are pissed. They have a difficult time seeing past the fact that he, that he got fewer votes than Hillary Clinton did all the way across the board. And that, um, uh, that he he still ran a campaign that was extraordinarily divisive. Now maybe she did too, but he did as well. And he's still there's like sixty percent of the country is not entirely comfortable with him. It's time to shut the hell up, put your phone down, get away from the Twitter account, put on your big boy pants, and do the job that you wanted. You know you wanted to do this, and you've got a chance to do it. So go do it. You know, you're, you're ever, you are, you have to govern for all of us. You speak for all of us now. And that's a big fucking responsibility. And I hope you can do it. You know, this is not about winning or losing or any of this shit. It's about, you got a job to do now. So go do it. Um, and prove people like me wrong. I hope you do. Uh, now, as far as the tax thing goes, I, I, as long as they're talking about income taxes, I'm not paying attention. I mean, that's all there is to it. You know, um, corporate taxes, income taxes. I hope that uh, maybe lowering the corporate tax will do something, you know? Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's, but, that's great. But I don't, I, but I don't, I don't, you know, uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy it, you know, as far as the income, the tax stuff. They want to start talking about, lowering taxes that actually affect what it is that I do. Then uh, talk to me about like payroll taxes, like we've talked about several times, but just saying I'm going to cut income taxes to the middle class or, uh, you know, that's, I, I don't, I don't know where else to go with that. Yeah. You know, uh, because income taxes just don't interest me. I'm not paying any attention when you talk about that. I tune it out. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, and I do hope, um, you know, actually, Elizabeth Warren is happy about Trump, you know, from a Social Security standpoint, whereas I'm I'm a lot more trepidatious. I, I feel like we desperately need uh, Social Security reform um, in, in the form of privatization. So in general, that would have been something that I, I would think that a Republican led government would would address. But I don't I don't know if that's going to be a priority for Trump. Uh, you mean what working on social security or yeah, working on social security. Oh yeah. Well, he hasn't really talked about it much. Well, he said he won't touch it. I mean, that's pretty much the, he said it in, in, uh, in one of the debates that it, it, we won't need to, because we're going to see such strong economic growth under him, which is possible. You know I mean? We saw the Dow futures plummet and look all scary the night before, but when the Dow actually opened, everything went great. So hopefully that's um, a symbol of, of things to come. We shall see. I, again, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, that's, that's another thing. I just don't, 
pay any attention to is is what the stock market does. I mean, if it's if it's falling, if it's in some kind of free fall, that usually means shit's bad. Um, but you know, I mean, if it rises and falls a little bit here and there based on a certain event, that means that somebody got up and wet their bed for a few minutes and then went back and and came to their senses. So, you know, it it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. You know, again, maybe that's maybe that's my own naivete, but I just you know fluctuations in the stock market just seem normal to me these days. Yeah. Now there there's a couple of things that I did want to talk about. One, I mean, do you think that there is a very real chance that we'll see the end of abortion in the next four years? Um, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. You mean the end of Roe v. Wade? Yeah, I mean we've got. Republican Congress, Republican White House, soon as we put in our next judge, we'll have a pretty, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a, a conservative Supreme Court. Now, no more so than it already was, you know, because we're just replacing an say, extremely yeah. conservative Supreme Court judge with another conservative Supreme Court judge. Um, so but I, I feel like there's at least a chance that, that this could happen. Um, I, I think we're certainly looking at some loss of funding for Planned Parenthood. Right. Which, I mean, you go right ahead and celebrate that one, and I will not join that party. So, you know, I, um, I, one, I know, I mean, because it's not like the, it's not like this is going to be the first time that's ever happened that Republicans had the presidency, uh, you know, Congress and the Supreme Court, they had it for years and never managed to pull it off. Truth. Um, yeah, you know, um, but then there hasn't been this backlash and in insisting that liberal all liberals are baby killers. That bullshit that we've heard out of the la- for, for the last eight years. So you know, maybe maybe now they'll find a way to make it happen. But an act of Congress cannot reverse a Supreme Court decision. Any act that Congress passes to ban abortions uh, uh, is going to run into the fact that it's already been ruled unconstitutional by Roe v. Wade. So you know, that's a difficult hurdle to to pass um you know uh i don't, yeah, I don't even know how that would goes have down. to be you know there would i i just i roe v wade undoing roe v wade entirely is a very difficult thing to do um and i don't you know when it I, i'm not even I, that's just not the kind of conversation that I, it's it's so hypothetical right now i don't even know how you get there you know, because you're just going to go back to a five-four conservative majority, you know, which is the way the court's been for years. Yeah. You know, um, and this idea that all of a sudden, oh my God, it's going to be like eight to one conservatives, and we'll have it for a generation. Do you really think Ginsburg is going to retire now? I mean, Ginsburg is going to hold on to that seat with every breath she's got in her body. You know, uh, and I, I think a lot of the people on the court right now are just not going to give up their seats. Now, I mean, you know what? There's unforeseeable stuff that could happen. Nobody saw this, you know, uh, Scalia passing away, um, you know, and, as, and then that's always a possibility. But, you know, it's a possibility for some of the conservative judges, too. So, you know, and that's just not the kind of thing that I'm willing to entertain and sit there and go, well, man, I hope these conservatives die. You know, that's just not how I go. Uh, so, you know, there's nothing where the court's concerned, nothing is guaranteed, you know, obviously. So they've got that one spot, you know, and they'll just replace it with another conservative. So, you know, I, I don't know. And then in the, the more immediate sense, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, Obama, about, uh, the affordable care act and, you know, how that's going to be affected. And, and the climate change thing does worry me quite a lot, you know, um, what's going to happen. You know, because we effectively have a whole bunch of people that are just dumb enough to look at scientists and go, you're wrong, uh, even though they admit they're not scientists. Uh, so, you know, that that worries me quite a lot. Uh, abortion is just not really on the list of things. And, you know, uh, again, you know, and as far as Planned Parenthood is concerned, Planned Parenthood has been a contentious thing for decades at this stage. And, you know, I think they may try to repeal what is it, the Hyde Amendment. Yeah, this is something about you know that may. Well, we won't want to repeal that. We'll want to keep I mean, that. Yeah, they'll want to keep it, that, yeah we'll want to know. make sure that that stays um, strong. So you know, I mean, 
I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I can't even begin to, to think about that. But I mean, the idea that by not funding Planned Parenthood, that somehow Planned Parenthood is just going to go away, uh, that won't happen. You know, I mean, it'll make it tough on Planned Parenthood, sure. But I mean, Planned Parenthood will continue to exist mm-hmm. uh, in one form or another. Uh, they just, I'm sorry, there's enough liberal money going around that they won't let that happen. Uh, it's it's not going to die. Um, now, here, you know. here's a different question. Um, do, does this mean, has the ele- is the Electoral College obsolete? Is it time for that method of voting to go away? Because now we've seen... You know, this this is something that, you know, the idea of the electoral, the how often it happened, had it happened before Gore that the person won the popular vote, but still lost. Was it once, once before then? No, I think it happened happened a couple of times. I I know that it happened with Benjamin Harrison. Is it was it Harrison? I I I honestly don't know. Um, uh, And, you know, I I don't. uh, I don't, I don't remember. I, I, it's been very rarely, um, it, you know, I mean, do I think that the, why would Republicans? it's, it's like with the, it's like with the term limits, why would Republicans want to get rid of the electoral college? The electoral college has kept them in presidents without the electoral college. They don't have George W. Bush. We don't have Donald Trump. Why would they do that? Well, and it, do you, would you say, would you see this election as proof that, the electoral college works and is needed in order to offset the the popular you know the difference between the more populous states and the least less popular states or is this a demonstration of the ineffectiveness of the electoral college i think it's a demonstration of, i think it's twice has been a, i think a demonstration of the ineffectiveness because i mean you can't you know i mean i i don't know i mean it it doesn't that's a tough question. It is. But I don't. I. I don't. But it, it's not as simple. But let me put. Let me put it this way. The interesting thing about this is that, I, and I read this quote. I just had to go look it up. But that this was. This was. This was Alexander Hamilton on the Electoral College. It was designed to ensure that quote the office of president will never fall to the lot of any man who is not in an eminent degree endowed with the requisite qualifications. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Basically, it was, I mean, to, to summarize, it was designed to prevent Donald Trump. <laughs> and it just got him in there. Um, you know, and that's what it comes down to, because the Electoral College is supposed to step in. They're supposed to be the buffer, at least is always my understanding. They're supposed to be the buffer against a, a sort of populist president taking over. They're like the, the last bastion of the elite being able to step in and go, no, 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 no. We need someone who is more qualified than this. And that's not what they are in any shape or form at this point. So no, because they are not a voice of, they are a voice of how the people vote. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's this idea that you can't, you know, sort of game the system, I guess, and, and just, you know, win California, New York and Texas and go. But, you know, you have to understand that, you know, people look at it and go, the problem that I have with it is, is that one, you know, let's pretend that electoral college didn't exist. We wouldn't have known that Hillary Clinton won until the next morning because all of California, California's votes, it really didn't become clear that Hillary was going to win the popular election until like noon the following day. Um, but you know, you can t- because I mean, you can take the, uh, you know, the, the popular vote overall, it still doesn't discount the fact that, you know, when it all comes down to it, Trump act for all the talk about how these, these, all these people that Trump turned out, Trump got a few, got, got a did a little worse than Romney did. Right, that is not what I've but, read. You're the second person Hillary, I've heard say that. But Hillary did a lot worse than Obama did. But from in a total, popular in to, vote in total, standpoint. In total vote, in total vote count. No. Uh, I, I really think that's incorrect. I think Trump did better than Romney. 
You're the second person I've heard say that, but I'm almost certain that I've heard from multiple sources that he did better than Romney did. You're going to have to keep talking because I'm, I'm going to have to look this up. All right. Well, Romney because had, I think they, Romney had 60 million votes. Oh, okay. Well, okay. And last, last I saw, and this is a, this is all Wikipedia. We promised we weren't going to do this. Romney had 60 million votes. Trump had 59 million. Well, there you go. Hillary had 60 million votes and Obama had 65 million votes. So total turnout was lower. And each candidate did, and Trump did a little worse, and Hillary did a lot worse. And, you know, that that's the deal. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, there are certain things that, I mean, you can blame it on, and this, this is the problem with where Democrats can go right now, is that Democrats are about to go and look around, and they're going to blame, they're going to blame racism, they're going to blame sexism, they're going to blame... Uh, because they're already doing it Uh, and they're going to blame the media a little bit and they're going to blame Trump a little bit and they're going to blame Hillary a little bit. But, and, and honestly of the, all of those people, the only one who's a little bit valid, actually a lot valid is, is Hillary. And, but it's not just Hillary. It's Democrats in general. What Democrats are failing to see in this entire thing is that, over the years, what they have missed, and this isn't just at the presidential level. At the presidential level, the solution was to nominate Bernie. Okay, you put Bernie in, done, no problem. You put Joe Biden in, done, no problem. This is over. And it's not a sexism thing. It's just a thing. It's the fact of the matter is that Hillary has trouble connecting with people. And it's no coincidence that the places that she that she refused to go, that honestly, Bill, from what I understand, was telling her she needed to go to were Wisconsin and Michigan. Those two states lost it for her. That was her firewall, and she didn't go try to defend it. There were all these counties in Wisconsin that Obama won, that Hillary that he visited, and he won. Hillary didn't visit him. She didn't win him. That's it. And I'm not saying that, that I agree with the Trump mechanism for, uh, or with this idea that there was this lost Trump voter, or that white working class people have been generally forgotten by whoever, or that there was a war on white working class people. There wasn't, that's bullshit. And all this talk about taking your country back. No one was trying to take your country away from you. Shut up with that. I don't want to hear it again, but this is what the democratic party has been doing for the last 20 years. It is this idea of, they have been playing into this idea of the, the, the uppity liberal who doesn't have any use for uneducated people for white people. They've been, they've been pushing trying the only ones that they've really tried to court. And again, I'm not saying this to be racist, but this is a fact. The Democratic Party has focused more on winning the minority vote in the last 10 to 15 years. And they forgot that, yeah, winning the minority vote's important, but making sure that you're that there are also poor white people too. And they forgot to go out and reach out to those people. And they're in places like Wisconsin and Michigan and uh, and Pens- and rural Pennsylvania and in, in eastern Kentucky and uh, all throughout the South. And they have not tried to reach out to those people ever. They let them get away. They used to have them. And the fact of the matter is, is that there is an entire generation of people in this country, a lot of them former blue collar and a lot of them are white, but they're blue collar people that used to have steady jobs. Steady union gigs that got them forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. They'd stay. They'd work twenty, thirty years. They had their pensions. They had benefits. They had overtime around the holidays, and and they were good jobs. And those jobs went away, and they're not coming back. And they didn't go away because of the Mexicans. They didn't go away because of affirmative action. They didn't go away because. Uh, of Obama. They didn't go away because of the EPA. They went away because we have moved to a more mechanized workforce. And nobody has tried to fix that problem. In all my life, I've been hearing politicians, Democrats, Republicans, all of them, we're going to build a bridge to the 21st century and we're going to meet the challenges of the 21st century and we're the baby boomers and we're going to beat the 21st century. No, you didn't. You didn't meet anything. You ran away from all the challenges, you chicken shits. You missed your opportunity, and now we're the ones that have to pay for it. 
And Democrats are just as guilty of it as everybody else. And if Democrats want to fix this, then they will put away this uppity liberal crap and stop running around saying that everybody in eastern Kentucky is a racist and they will go to eastern Kentucky. And they will go back to Wisconsin and they will go to Michigan and go to rural Pennsylvania and they will not try to convince them that they love guns and Jesus, but they'll go and they'll talk and they'll listen. Let these people talk to you. Let them know that you're concerned about them too and they will come back. I I think that's very good advice for what the Democrats need to do because I think that, that, that I think that can be certainly the biggest lesson to learn from the Trump the, the, the election of Donald Trump. That the, That's why they lost. The liberal elites have, have played into their own hand. I mean, they've they've done it to themselves. So, and you saw, I mean, you saw it somewhat with Clinton's whole basket of deplorables comment. You know, that. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's what they get dismissed as. So. 100%. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I am not, and that's another thing that I am not going to do. I am not going to condemn and believe me, there are a lot of people out there that I know that voted for Trump that should have known better, that do know better, that have never really had to face the kind of real blue collar problems that the people that actually really believe in Trump and believe that he can fix these problems. And that's my problem with him is that I don't think he can fix them because I don't think he's acknowledged he's making the same mistakes that all of these other people made is going to places like West Virginia and saying, I'm going to bring coal back. You're not going to bring coal back. Coal's not coming back. And it's okay that coal's not coming back. You just, you don't go to the, you don't, you're not going to, you're never going to go back to the old place. The old place is gone. We need to go to the new place. And we should have figured out what that place is, but we haven't done it yet. Well, and we should have done more. And that's, I mean, and that's the biggest thing to keep in mind when we when we look at the struggles that have come about because of uh, free trade and because of mechanization and the troubles that have come about from the loss of jobs, uh, you know, coal related jobs, oil related jobs, well, except for fracking, which has gone through the roof. Um, we haven't taken care of the people that these things hurt, and a lot of those people that got hurt were the white middle class that came out and drove for Trump. So hopefully the Democrats will learn that lesson uh, and take steps to fix that. And hopefully the, the Republicans recognize what those, that that is the issue. And rather than trying to stomp out free trade and stomp out global or and stomp out mechanization and to just throw everything that they've got towards trying to reinvigorate coal, we'll find ways to, address the issues for those very specific groups that have that have been hurt um and that and that's where you know i i come back with the universal basic income that that's the best way to address that issue uh but there are other methods out there and i hope that they'll get explored yeah yeah i do too and you know i don't know you know it's we just we gotta see you know it's a new day it's a new time yeah and, and you are right on the money when you say, you know, it's it's going to be interesting, <laughs> if nothing else. So um, we are not in keeping with what we are trying to say is our new is 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 is, a, is our theme tonight. We're not doing a round of applause. We're not doing WTF, but we both uh, have something cool to share with you. So uh, I, I will start and you can take us out. My my. Something cool was that there was there was a there was a woman walking in uh, who was very down about uh, the election uh, and uh, took her daughter out for a hike in Westchester County, New York. And uh, lo and behold, while she was hiking, looked up and there was Hillary Clinton uh, out for a walk with with the dogs and with Bill. Um, And Hillary apparently was was. very seeming to be very relaxed and in good spirits and was kind enough to take a picture. And this woman got her picture taken with Hillary Clinton while Bill Clinton held her cell phone. (laughs) Um, and I thought that was a very cool story. She, she said, you know, she was, she was very down about the whole thing. And, and when she saw Hillary's mood, uh, in and of itself, she brightened up her day a little bit. And I thought it was, I thought it was a neat story. So that's awesome. That is, that is very cool. 
Well, and, and mine will, and I'll, I'll take a look at Trump then for my for my something cool. In the midst of all the hubbub of a uh, you know the election night, there's a there's a very nice picture of uh, of Trump adjusting his his son's tie. Um, you know, taking that moment out to to be a dad, and uh, I, I've heard at least one of the Trump uh, Trump kids, maybe it was Eric, I'm not sure which one, said that I you know I I wish that you all could meet the 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 Donald Trump that I know, the the Donald Trump at the dinner table, the Donald Trump sitting with us in the living room, and if you could get to know him, then you would you would see him very differently, and I think that that picture points. To, to another level of Donald Trump that maybe we haven't gotten to, gotten to see yet. And I look forward to meeting that Donald Trump. Yeah. I, I you know what? I saw that picture. Um, and I, and I, I sort of thought the same thing and it's, it's something that, that I try to remind myself of often with these things, uh, which is that, you know, it's very easy for us with with public figures and because we live in, in such times where, where very little is is private um, and we, we it makes it easy for us to think that we know these people, that we know what's in their hearts and we know what kind of what kind of parents they are, what kind of people they are, what kind of friends uh, just based on what they do in public. And, and that's you know what? That's not always the case. I, sometimes maybe it is, you know, I don't know, but you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you're right. We don't know. There's a lot about Donald Trump that, that we just can't know, probably we'll never know, but you know, uh, uh, you know, he, for all, for all I know, the man is a phenomenal husband and father, uh, you know, and you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the case. And, you know, I, I, I can certainly hope that we'll see more of that you know, as we move on. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I, you know, I always go back to election night of, of 2008 and again, you know, you always just getting caught in thinking, you know, people, but at, at the same time, you, I remember sitting there watching the Obamas walk away and, and, you know, they've always been such an affectionate couple anyway in public. And I just remember thinking, you know what? If they weren't exhausted, I bet those are two people that would be going back and getting it on. Awesome. Good uh, note. Good note to end yeah. on right there. <laughs> Good note to end on. You like there we go. The, so. the Obama's hooking up. There we go. <laughs> Listen, we need levity right now. Everybody <laughs> so, yeah, again, please, please, everybody, give the man a chance. You know, just take a pill. We'll, we will regard good or bad. We'll get through this. You know, this is we'll we'll be okay. This is this is what as a country, this is what we do. Things shift, move around, but you know we we survive and 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 we we will. We're gonna be fine. Uh, that's all we got tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure and check us out on Twitter. I'm at Libcon Matt. Tim is Libcon Tim. Uh, we will be back next week. We look forward to talking to you then. Have a fantastic Veterans Day, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.